Hey, hey, founders and friends. We're taking a little break for some rest and relaxation over the summer. And I hope you're having a break too. In the meantime, we're sharing with you some of the highlights from our favorite conversations with startup founders in 2022. Today are some of the highlights from my chat with Jessica Christensen-Franks, co-founder of Neighborlytics. Neighborlytics is a platform that provides data and insights into the urban life of neighborhoods. So one of the most important parts of a cap raise is building up your investor network. Given that Neighbourlytics being a tech startup was almost an accident, (laughs) how did you go about doing this, building your network of investors? We leaned really heavily into the accelerator programs that we were part of. So She Starts was one of them. And we also became a venture for SHEO, which is an equity capital, but another network of startup businesses. You hear it all the time when raising capital, but it's so much about who you know and getting warm introductions. And we were fortunate enough to have a bit of a running start by knowing enough people in the industry to start getting introductions. But we would have met with 100 investors. We met with a lot, a lot of people. It's a lot of time. That then grows your network. I mean, the old adage, of course, of don't ask for money, ask for advice. And if you ask for money, you'll get advice. So we were asking very early, even before we were ready to open the round, meeting with as many people as we could, asking for their advice. And so that opened up a lot more introductions. So all of our largest investors in that round came from word of mouth introductions, which often they'd been introed to us by several people by the time we actually met them, which, of course, is a very warm way to walk into an investor meeting. So what advice were you asking for? It was very important that we had investors that were the right fit for us. So we needed to know what growth would look like to them. So what their expectations of a business like ours would be and what shape they would expect us to be in for us to be investable. The best technique we used during the raise and we're about to raise capital again and are doing the same thing now is to decide when the raise is going to open and then spend a few months before that speaking to people and saying, we're taking expressions of interest for a raise that is opening in three months. Talk to me about what I've got and what else you would want to see from me when we open for you to be interested. The people that are very interested tell you at that point in time, we really do want to participate, but it means that the nature of the conversation isn't one of critiquing the data room. It's one of what shape does the business need to be in and what do you want me to put in the data room so when we open, you can see what you need to see about the business and know the shape that we're in. And it also gives you time to achieve the things they want you to achieve. We hadn't hit our revenue goal yet to get the valuation we wanted, so we were able to do that in the lead up to the raise itself. So Carol Schwartz, who is the Director of the Reserve Bank of Australia, led that round. How did you meet Carol? We met Carol through word of mouth, so through a couple of different directions. So we were working very closely with Stockland at that time, and she was on the board of Stockland, so had come across us through our relationship with Stockland. Then at one point, Stockland were looking at investing, and so she'd come across us there. I'm originally from Brisbane, or one of the many places I've lived is Brisbane, an old contact from a university there that was a good friend of Carol's introduced us that way, and the first conversation Lucinda and I had with Carol, she was in the car, on the car phone, very informal, but this incredible conversation, perhaps only 20 minutes, a couple of months out before the round opened, speaking to her and her partner, Alan, about their interests in data and social impact in the property sector and what they were excited about, about what we do. And we could see right from that very beginning that she'd done her research on us and knew what we were about and had already understood where we were at 
market-wise, but also that they were very passionate about the same stuff as us in property, but also the direction that we were trying to go as a company. When they started doing due diligence on Analytics, what was the most difficult question that Carol and her team asked you? Working with Trawala was an incredibly positive experience. Even the difficult questions weren't uncomfortable in that way. The things I hadn't fully considered and therefore were perhaps the more difficult were around the good lever, bad lever clauses for for Lucinda and I needed to exit the business. When you're starting a business and certainly looking at getting capital, the last thing on your mind is leaving the business. Of course, I'm not going to leave the business. Why would I leave the business? But of course, if you haven't talked through all of those scenarios beforehand, you can end up in a situation where everybody's got different expectations of what that would look like. And clearly the investors at such an early stage business wanted to put clauses on us to tie us into the business. That's totally understandable. But at the same time, Lucinda and I hadn't yet had a conversation with each other about what good or bad lever clauses look like. You find yourself having conversations like, what if I get hit by a bus and don't die Does my husband get the shares? Okay, in what circumstance does he get the shares or does he not? Okay, what if I get hit by a bus, but then I just decide I can't work full-time anymore and can't stay on as a CEO? And we had to talk those through with each other and, of course, with you helping us through that and talking to us about what is normal and to be expected and fair, but then also being able to talk those back to our investors and say, this is where we're trying to get at with that clause. What are your expectations? Difficult questions, different issues to discuss, aren't they? But they do happen. What's one thing you can share with other founders who are thinking about raising capital or are embarking on the cap raising journey? It's so important to hold the power in the conversation. And as a startup, particularly early stage, there is so much to be intimidated by when raising capital. There's so much that you don't know. And it's very easy to feel grateful for any attention an investor pays. Anything that you can do to hold the power in the conversation is worth doing. And what I mean by that is choose investors that already have aligned values to your company so that there's something really specific to talk about, whether it's social impact or the property sector or whatever it might be, that those were the areas for us. So you've got some actual meaningful content to talk about with them and see what it would be like to work with them. So you're in that discussion almost as a peer rather than going in as someone who wants something from them. But also techniques like having a discrete raising period that is a matter of weeks and saying we are opening on that date, I'm not providing the finances, the data room, anything until that date again is a way of holding the control and also standardizing what everybody gets. Otherwise, you end up with all these ad hoc requests from people about all of the different types of information that they want and you can just never, never end it. Also, just trying to remember that what you're entering into with them is like a marriage. It's so easy to feel grateful or to feel flattered that there's interest paid, but at the end of the day, you're selling a piece of your business to somebody else or another organization. And if you don't go into that relationship feeling like a peer, you'll forever have that power mismatch in the relationship moving forward. And that would be very difficult over time when things start to go wrong, when you need the board or the investors to help make a decision or to provide more capital for something else you need to do. You've been listening to The Raise, a show that takes you deeper into founder stories about capital raising. Check out our show notes for all the contact details for Jess and Analytics. 
If you'd like to learn how to raise capital like a guru, check out one of our free capital raising downloads, like our Safes versus Convertible Notes cheat sheet. Head to termsheet.guru. That's T-E-R-M-S-H-E-E-T dot G-U-R-U. This podcast is brought to you by Termsheet Guru. Raise capital successfully and faster with Termsheet Guru so your startup can make an impact. To make sure you don't miss an episode of The Raise, be sure to subscribe or follow the show wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And while you're there, share the love and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us spread these amazing founder stories far and wide. I'm Mylin Dang, and we'll be back next episode with more highlights from our 2022 season of conversations with awesome startup founders.